Well, welcome back, everyone, to another episode of TV Channeling. Annaling, Annaling, Annaling. Thank you for doing the echo because I was going to get it if you, you know, dropped <laughs> the ball. <laughs> my name is Tachi. And my name is Gavin. Fantastic. And guess what we have for you? We've got part two of our shows to stream while under quarantine special episode. Part two. Part two. <laughs> yeah, I thought I started, I started with part two. I said it's part two of our. <laughs> so, anyway. I just wanted to say part two again for emphasis. Can you leave me be? Okay, fine. Yes, it's part two. <laughs> Thank you. TV Thank channeling you. part two. <laughs> part D. <laughs> exactly. So we are going to run down. If you listened to the first special, you would have heard our top five part one of the shows to stream while under quarantine. Yes. And this is part two. And for those of you out there trying to cause trouble as if we're not going through enough right now, it is not a top 10. It is two top fives. Get out of here with that. Get out of here. (laughs) You don't need that stuff now. Leave us alone. You said you told them to get out of here with that, and they haven't even said anything. Yet. Oh, they, oh them I saw some people in the back. They're tuning up. They're tuning up. <laughs> so while Kevin is unwinding, we're gonna go ahead and. Get <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? Since I started last time, maybe you should start this time. Uh, I'm too upset, Tachi. <laughs> Why don't you give us your number five while I try to calm down? Okay. Well. You just flipped the switch on that one. <laughs> I'm still mad. Oh, see, what I mean? they're still trying to tune up. No, don't do it. Don't, don't do it. I have never heard you this lit. <laughs> <laughs> These are trying times, oh. Tachi. These are trying times. Oh, my gosh. Well, get some hand sanitizer. Oops, you don't have any. <laughs> anyway, um, you want me to go? Yes, please. What's your number five, Tachi? So my number five is Pose. Ah, oh, is that on your list too? No, it isn't. But I'm, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned it because it's just like, oh, I've, my, honestly, I have struggled. We're, we're doing, we're doing, um, two groups of five, not ten, <laughs> and um, <laughs> and honestly, even without being two groups of five, I still, my list could, I, oh my god, I was, it's been a struggle. I'm literally uh, letting you go first because I'm still compiling my list on the fly because I just like there are people that are like, oh, okay, are you going to make the list or are you going to be an also ran? I can't. It's so many incredible things that I want to talk about. So I'm so glad that you mentioned Pose because I can take that off of my almost list and make room for another show. Ladies and gentlemen, did you hear him just say that he is unprepared for this show and he is working this on the damn fly? I have no, no, I have my list. I have a list and information about like, I'd say 16 shows. Oh my and God. so I could not narrow them down. And so I'm narrowing them down as we're talking. <laughs> so when you mention a show that's on my list, I can remove it. <laughs> that's why I want you to go first. And that's why next time I'm not going to, <laughs> I'm going to force you to make a decision. <laughs> so what's your, let's talk about your number five pick, Tachi. That I, I didn't. Even no, pick let's e- not. I didn't pick it all. So what? What did you now? Let's let's hear about it. No, we're going to hear about your number five pick. <laughs> <laughs> 
So actually, my number five pick again is Pose, and Pose is actually on. It's a it's on FX, so you can watch it on FX on demand. I don't think it's available anywhere else yet. I don't know. It's if you on. Found. It's available on Netflix. At least season one was. I'm not sure if season two. Oh, was. season one. You know, yes, yes, yes. So season one was available on Netflix. You're right. Um, so you can watch season one on Netflix, and you can watch uh, episodes on demand of Pose on FX. It is just the most wonderful. We talked we, we talked a little bit about this uh, the last show, but it is just the most wonderful, uplifting, heartwarming show despite the topics that it deals with. We're talking about 1980s New York City in the heart of the AIDS epidemic. Um, in the heart of crime in New York City, let me tell you, that was a, a rough time in New York. But this, the thing I like about this is this this focuses, so often when you see these things that focus on New York, it's not focusing on people of color. And when it focuses on people of color, it focuses on... You know this downtrodden aspect, and so there's a little bit of that. But the over thing, the overarching thing is that people form families when they don't have um, quote biological family. So it's about these group of Black and Latino youth. It's about ballroom culture. It's about being, and they talk about this in the show, being recognized when the industry doesn't recognize them, being recognized when the world doesn't recognize them. So they form their own form, you know, forms of recognition at the balls where, you know, you compete and you can win prizes. This for them is like their Oscars, you know, in the show. This for them is like their Emmys. It's equivalent to uh, any top award that you can think of because, nope, they're like invisible. And even though, you know, there's a, the whole, movement overall uh, a quote gay movement overall black and latino youth especially were not included in that when you thought gay you thought white male and so i love that this show dispels this this myth i love that this shows gives you a glimpse into the culture and you know the other thing too is um not just gay but like transgender you don't see it at the time it was called transsexual, but it, it's it's really interesting to see how that topic is dealt with. And it's something that is still taboo today uh, for, for many people to talk about. You know, don't, even though you see these few examples on television, that is not the norm for like uh, black and Latino transgender women, it's not. And so I really love that the show looks at these issues, but it doesn't make these individuals uh, uh, doesn't make these individuals their issues. They have issues, but there's so much more than that. And that's what I love about the show. And so this is perfectly bingeable. If you have not watched it, perfect time to start getting, I mean, you will be into it. You will. Oh, my God. the soundtrack alone, Tachi. Oh, of, of uh. Oh. Of season one. Oh my god! I yes. just looked on, I looked on Netflix and don't. Oh, sadly, only season one is available on Netflix. But it is okay. a, a, that alone is worth the view. Uh, checking out season one. You're right, Tachi. Such an excellent pick. Such an incredible show. We reviewed this show. We did on uh, during our Bad Girls of Summer. Yes. Uh, uh, special. Uh, spe- special. And. Um, I was really afraid to watch this show. Just the topic and the time it was taking place in. The idea of like, oh my God, 80s New York and uh, transgender and uh, gay people of color 
It's going to be ugly. But it was one of the most uplifting, joyful things to watch. I, I, there was so much joy and so much love in that show. And complicated characters, messed up characters, and a messed up world. But they found each other. They created, right, right, they found a family. They, they, some of them were cast out. In a six degrees of separation of us, uh, six degrees of Tachi, actually uh, a mother, I believe, of one of the characters was. Uh, I went uh, to high school with her. Yeah, I just like damn it, Tachi involved in every show and every facet of uh, entertainment. Um, so <laughs> yeah, so uh, these people uh, found and made a family against all odds, and um, and and learned to love themselves because because you know how the hell are you gonna love anybody else. <laughs> Thanks, RuPaul. Thanks, RuPaul. (laughs) So, absolutely an incredible show. The performances are so great. The costumes, the uh, the the friendships, the family, all of it. It's right now we could use some feel good material. And shockingly, this show is absolutely a feel good show. Oh, absolutely. You need feel good material. That this is it. This, and you know, I think it, it also speaks to this time that if if these characters can persevere and still find joy despite what they're going through, I think we'll be all right. Yeah, well, if we get our hands on some hand sanitizer, yeah, we'll be okay. See, so- I tried to make this a nice moment, <laughs> and you boiled it, damn it. You, you with this damn hand sanitizer. You know what? Let me go ahead and take some um, grain alcohol and make you some. <laughs> make, yeah, make I'm you just some gonna, I'm just going to have to make you some. Okay. <laughs> Sheesh. Oh, anyway, Kevin, try and come down <laughs> a little bit. Come down and uh, off of the hand sanitizer thing and, and tell us about your number five pick for part two. All right. So um, we need to feel good and we also need to laugh right about now. So my pick, absolutely, it may not be a feel good show, but it definitely is a laugh out loud show if you ask me. It is a little show called Difficult people Hmm. and um it aired for three seasons on hulu it starred uh creator of uh julie uh 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 uh, klasner i'm not sure to pronounce her name but anyway klasner klasner i think it is uh and billy eichner famous for billy on the street also sctv alum andrea martin and gabaret sidibe this show was everything so much fun this i'll give you a little bit about it so uh life is really tough for julie and billy two thirty somethings um uh uh aspiring uh uh, comics living and working in new york city while their friends and acquaintances move on to find success and love they continue to struggle with careers and relationships getting more bitter by the day oh and they get bitter oh my god these difficult people are not difficult to watch and not difficult to laugh at and um I, I can't think of another show that uh, that used anybody as perfectly as Andrea Martin is used in this show. Andrea Martin was was also on a show on NBC called Good News, where they used her horribly. She plays the mother of the lead character, uh, one of the lead characters on this show, and she played a mother 
on uh, the Good News Show that apparently that was shockingly produced by Tina Fey. And they use Andrea Martin in the most obvious, stupid way of using an older actress. She just she was just a needy mother who was in her child's business all the time. Just the typical way you use anybody on a sitcom. This is Andrea freaking Martin from SCTV, a comedy genius comedy gold personified you don't put her in some typical basic bitch interfering mom on a sitcom but oh the the but but the creator and star she 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 did not use andrea martin andrea martin is one of the most original mother characters that actually feels like a real mother who has her own life her own agenda and she does not she does not have she has her own life so she can't drop on a dime to like come pick up your mess and clean up your mess every all the time she has her own life she's doing her own thing she's being her own funny incredible effervescent self this show, nothing quite like it. Nothing quite like it. The way it shows New York City and that life of people that are kind of adjacent to fame and success, where they're always on the precipice, always on the cusp of it, it's so close they can almost touch it. They can't touch it, but they almost can. And what that breeds in them and what it does to them, hysterical. Gabrae Sidibe, so funny in this show. Absolutely mm. so funny. Billy Eichner, let me say something. Billy Eichner on the street, I can take him in small doses. And I wasn't like when I heard about this show, I'm like, mm, I don't know if I want to see him in a whole half hour kind of thing. But Billy Eichner, the character of Billy that he played, you know, his persona when he's Billy on the street is not the same person. He's an actually, the character has a very Billy Eichner vibe, but it's a different kind of Billy Eichner. I was, I was impressed. I think this led to him getting uh, roles to do other things like uh, being in American Horror Story because he actually can act. These are interesting characters. You think that you know them instantly from the beginning, but it's like they kind of unfold and you get to know them. Uh, you get to know them and learn that, and even they're surprised sometimes that, wait, there's depth under all the shallowness sometimes? Yes, shockingly. Such a fun show. Three incredible mm. seasons. It should have been more, but these three seasons are absolutely a joy. You will laugh out loud. 28 incredible episodes. You you know what? Send me the, your thank yous via uh, social media because you are going to thank me and you are going to laugh. And via hand sanitizer. Yes. <laughs> thank me with hand sanitizer. Thank me with hand sanitizer. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to have to check that out. Great recommendation. It sounds like a really fun show. So and fun. And really again, it's on, uh, it's on Hulu. All right, so Tachi, what is your number five? I mean, number four pick. Okay, my number four pick is something that just came out recently, and there was a lot of fanfare about it. It's on Netflix, and it is really enjoyable. It's a six-part series, and it's called Self Made, Inspired by the Life of Madam C.J. Walker. This was so good. Now, there was some controversy, which I'll talk about, but I mean, it, it was just really good. So it is. Uh, Wait, no, let me ask. I have a question, though. Is, so is she yeah. self made like a Kendall Jenner kind of self made? No. The fact <laughs> that you even put Madam C.J. Walker <laughs> and Kendall, Kylie, Kim. I'm sorry, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, Kylie, yeah, Kylie, the first self uh, made billionaire. So, yeah. 
self-made would mean you have to have no money of your own and you this witch has money get out of here with that self-made nonsense okay i just i could i I wanted to twist the knife just one more time so okay i'm sorry so back to madam just because you don't have hand sanitizer doesn't mean you have to make me hurt too (laughs) you don't have to hurt me too damn it I was I wasn't aiming for you. I was aiming for Kylie, even though I called her Kendall. Sorry, Kendall, but not that you're that much better. But definitely Kylie. <laughs> anyway, so self-made. Sit down. Exactly. And she, Sit down oh, and put on some more lip and gloss. And she tried to patent the name Kylie. Excuse me, Kylie Minogue was here before you, and she'll be here long after you, bitch. All right, I'm sorry. That things she get, is. Things, things are, are getting, getting a little hot. Yeah, all right. It's been, you know what? Difficult times, Tachi. Difficult times. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So back to the. So off of clueless millennials and Gen Z onto um, the self self made the inspired life of Madam C J Walker, and so I'll explain a little bit about the series and who she was. So it's a limited series. There were six episodes in this, based off of the book or the biography on her own ground by Alalia Bundles. And that actually premiered March 20th. So just a few weeks ago, and it was so much fanfare all over it. And that was really kind of the start of this whole quarantine thing. So it was number one on Netflix when it premiered. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. There was a lot of fanfare around this. And fun fact, Alalia Bundles is the granddaughter of Madam CJ Walker. I actually spoke to Alalia Bundles because she is the, or was, I don't know if she still is, but she was the news director for a station in Washington, D.C. And I was trying to get um, internships for my students. And so I called, she answered the phone. And so I said, "Do you? are you the one that happens to be the granddaughter of Madam C.J. Walker? I said, yes. Yeah. So we talked for a minute uh, about that whole thing. It was really cool to talk to her. So okay. shout oh out. Oh my God, uh, again. This is again another another example of six degrees of Tachi during this episode. <laughs> Seriously, oh my god! Yeah, I know, I know. So shout out to Alalia Bundles. Uh, she was uh, with uh, with ABC News. So um, fantastic. All right, so it is actually a fictionalized version. See, a lot of the, there was a lot of hubbub and some controversy about the way the story went because that's why they went through great lengths to say inspired by the life of Madam C.J. Walker because it was very heavily fictionalized. So, uh, you know, they say it's the untold and irreverent story of black hair care pioneer and mogul Madam C.J. Walker and how she overcame hostile the hostile turn of the century America epic rivalries, tumultuous marriages, and some trifling family to become America's first black self-made female millionaire. Absolutely phenomenal. Now, let me tell you who plays Madam C.J. Walker, Octavia Spencer. And Octavia Spencer, I believe, is also the executive producer of this. Tiffany Haddish is in it as well, and she plays Madam C.J.'s daughter, Lelia. So it's just really really good. And then Carmen Ajogo plays Addie, who is like the rival. Now, here's what the the controversy is. The From what I understand, so there's this rivalry between Madam C.J. Walker and the person, and, and Addie, who they, they're both um, ri- uh, rivals for this hair empire. But it ended in the story, Addie 
knocked on the door. She had created this wonderful hair ointment or hair, hair salve. And Madam C.J. Walker, and this is true in real life, was like losing her hair. She was a washerwoman. And she, you know, just didn't know what to do. So in this story, Addie knocks on the door and says, oh, well, I'm going to help you uh, save your hair. And it grows back and stuff. And so she wants to sell this for people. But in the Netflix story, Addie is a high yellow, as they would say, a high yellow witch. And she basically says, Negro woman would do anything to, to look like me. I, you know, I'm basically saying that she wasn't the right look to sell these products. So it becomes a rivalry of colorism, of light-skinned versus dark-skinned or it's how some people say light-skinned versus dark-skinned. <laughs> oh, you did not just say I that. said it. Some anyway, people say um, it. so let's move on. Um, so, <laughs> so, um, so in reality, that did not happen. There was not an issue with a, a colorism in the true story of the well. There, woman, so there the wasn't. Ad, there wasn't Addie, and I'm trying to remember her actual name. It was like I think it was Annie, but so it was based off of that. But from what I understand, and I need to do a little more research, she wasn't like um, fair-skinned. Skinned, and there wasn't like this huge rivalry, but again, made for TV. And so yeah, they, it's inspired. they need to have some kind of, yeah. Exactly, exactly. But you know, the thing is, it, it, it's still, even if it is not true to the actual events that happened, as, and some of them are true, it's still a really well-written story. It is interesting. Blair Underwood is in there and plays uh, her husband in this. Blair Underwood, let me. One day you're going to get a role where you are not playing a terrible husband or abusive boyfriend. You're going to get everything he plays now. He is a bad husband. So I am. He's the new Ike Turner. Um, (laughs) I just uh, what bothers me about this whole idea. I wanted to. I I want to watch watch this. It's actually in my queue, but Mm -hmm. I don't understand why. If you're going to fictionalize it. Just tell a fictional story about two women in the turn of the century uh, fighting over a hair care, you know, uh, uh, empire, and then let her story be told in as as her actual life story. When you when you play and 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 move, mess around so much with someone's actual life story, who was so pivotal in history to be the first, you know, uh, self made. Um, I know they always refer to her as the self the first self made. Uh, 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 she, she's woman. the first self made woman millionaire so the woman so, period but so, also so, black it, yeah but also yeah that's what i'm saying so it's it, it really bothers me that that we're not going to get her actual story i'd like to see her actual story because that to me should be compelling enough to be the first woman period and who happens to be african of african descent to make your own millions and have nothing and and that that wasn't enough of a story that they had to basically put in some kind of colorism storyline with a rivalry with a person that wasn't really her rival or something that that is that is my one thing about this i mean there were other things but this is my one thing about this that i don't think it needed to resort to colorism to be a good story it is very difficult to do a biopic it's difficult and particularly something of this magnitude and uh, my thing is i thought i feel like they think the only way people would it would resonate with audiences that they would care is if they pitted them against each other and in fact there were some there were some scenes in there this this uh this uh, segment that they did every so often of Addie and Madam CJ 
boxing okay so this is like whenever there was a, a hit taken they would put up this scene this uh, interlude of them box you know kind of boxing this b- kind of black and white or uh, well faded color wasn't yes, black and spa, white spa, oh they you were, mean sepia tone it wasn't sepia tone either it was just like um uh, where they took out all the 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 gain basically that's what it's called technically but it was um it wa- like a washed out color like a raw image basically like raw video and mm-hmm. where they were boxing against each other signal signaling the rivalry so every time madam cj came out on top she got a hit in so i i don't feel that they had to do that either that's a little bit campy uh but overall it was really interesting and very engaging and gripping the fact i i agree agree i think they could have done a fictionalized a fictionalized story that um that was about two women and a rivalry uh, over a hair care empire instead of using madam cj walker's story however i feel that there are so many people who don't know who madam cj walker is and still may not know because the whole story is not there but the fact is that the I don't, there are a lot of people who don't know that she was the first self-made woman millionaire. A lot of people that don't know that at all. So even if this calls attention to the fact that you need to pay attention to more and and the fact that this was number one on Netflix, at least now they'll go and research her and understand. And this is not a thing of just, you know, culturally knowing this is everybody. This is an American story. So the fact that you could know about Rockefeller and you could know about all these other people, but you don't know about Madam CJ, you need to do some research. So I think it's helpful in starting the conversation about doing research about our historical figures and that our historical figures don't just look one way. And black people that are historical figures are not only associated with slavery. So kudos to Netflix and uh, Octavia Hudson for that. Wait, not Hudson. Spencer. Octavia Spencer. Octavia Hudson was a um, newscaster when I was little. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. Well, definitely an interesting pick. I just, it makes me sad, though, that um, hopefully one day someone will tell her actual story and put it in a film and um, there'll be Oscars all around because it just, it's too compelling of a story on the face of it. How how could this even, how could that happen without turning it? That's another thing. The idea that the, her protagonist has to be another woman and a woman of color um that and that and that's not even true just really kind of sickens me that they decided to take that turn with the story you know and i don't know that there was no rivalry at all but it's not to the extent that they were saying so but here's the thing the story is there it's in a book so often what happens is when you see these things that that's what happened when i saw um Malcolm X. When I knew Malcolm X was coming off or coming out rather, I knew that it was my job to make sure I read the autobiography of Malcolm X, which I did. It was a good it was a good read and you saw the liberties that Spike Lee took. It like there was no shorty. There was there were a lot of liberties that Spike Lee took in the autobiography of Malcolm X. So, based off of and inspired by with the autobiography of Malcolm X. And you can see that when you read. So I'll say this, there is the um, the book by Alalia Bundles. Go ahead and read that, watch this, and then go ahead and read that. And you can see where there are parallels. It's the same thing. All right, that's a, that's a great, you're getting us a book too. So two recommendations. Yes. Absolutely, absolutely. So that is my number, oh, what is that my number That was four? your number four pick. Mm-hmm. So what is yours? 
All right. Um, um, it's been well established that I do like a murder mystery. Really? And and when you get a murder mystery and it's also a period murder mystery, so much, the, so much the better. But wait, how can you make it better still? Throw in some accents. So I got to give it up. Uh, my number four spot to Miss Fisher's Murder Mysteries. Mm. Absolutely love it. So it actually filmed between 2012 and 2015. There are 34 episodes in total. Um, the the weird thing about IMDb, it doesn't show it as far as ending in 2015 because uh, there's still talk about them doing either another season or a movie. Fans are crying out for it. I hope it comes. The reason why I picked it, not because of just what I said before about what I love, I, I love murder mysteries. This is a gorgeous one. It is a period piece. Let me tell you a little bit about the show. So uh, uh, it's about a female sleuth uh, sashaying through the back, uh, the back lanes uh, and jazz clubs of Melbourne in the late 1920s fighting injustice with her pearl-handled pistol and her uh, dagger-shaped wit. Uh, the, the show is uh, is so well done. It's, it's, um, I love, I love a sassy character. This character is so sassy and there's this whole kind of way that I guess you're supposed to be as a woman in that particular era. And I love the fact that uh, that that Franny, that's the character's name, Franny Fisher, is completely oblivious about the conventions that she should uh, adhere to as a woman. She shouldn't be uh, freely sexual. Oh, she is. Uh, and and she doesn't care who knows Uh, it's just like 1920s i don't care i'll do what i want i'll sleep with who i want to sleep with i'll do it when you know anyway she'll do what she wants uh oh there's been a murder oh i'm not gonna wait for some police officers to solve it oh they're saying oh you can't come in here oh she'll sneak around the back does not matter to her she takes care of business now she does come from money so that means there are clothes uh and um it is just like nothing else. And what I love about it in particular in the first season is there is a through storyline. So each episode has its own murder, but there is an overarching storyline that it deals with Franny's past and a, 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 a long uh, ago murder forgotten by everybody but her. She holds on to this murder, the one murder that she couldn't solve. And in the course of season one, she's determined to to right this uh, this uh, this unjust thing that happened. And it is beautiful. The arc. It is beautiful. The arc. And normally, I love murder mysteries. Uh, I am Agatha Christie's a uh, uh, great nephew uh, in my head. And um, <laughs> I was like, um, <laughs> <laughs> in my head. And so I have seen a lot of murder mysteries. So a lot of times Times I'm already I'm, I'm I'm doing my own sleuth thing as I'm watching the sleuths and I'm like oh the killer is so and so oh the killer is so and so and so what I love about this the overarching story the twist and what was behind the original murder completely floored me Comp- the st- I mean the story absolutely zigged when I thought it was gonna zag I was not prepared for what this whole thing was actually about all along. And I defy anybody else to guess where the hell that story is going because it takes you places. Absolutely mm. loved it. Absolutely loved the 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 uh, the, uh, the actress who stars is uh, 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 Elsa Davis. 
is incredible. She is sexy. She is body. She is funny. And she is insanely smart. She is always the smartest person in any room she walks into. And I love how the men just don't know what to deal with. They don't know how to deal with her. They want her, but they're frustrated and angry and just messed up by her. And she just laughs and just circles around them. Circles. Such an incredible show. Please let there be a season four. Please. But what we have here, what what's available now on Netflix, is absolutely worth a watch during these times. If you want to escape into a different time and actually have some fun while solving some murders, this is the show. Mm. Well, you know, as you were talking about this and describing her, the song The Men All Pause by Climax was playing in my head. <laughs> Can't you see that as the theme song for this? <laughs> so it sounds really good. Really, really good. And you said it's on Netflix? It's on Netflix, available to stream right now. It's also, I believe, on BritBox. And um, I think it's also even available on Amazon Prime Video now also. So it's uh, on several different outlets. But I'm telling you, it is definitely worth a watch. And it's even for someone like me, uh, it's worth a rewatch. That's how good, especially the first season, the over the arc. The There is a through line in the other seasons, but not quite as strong the uh, as a beginning, middle, and end to the arc story. But the murder mysteries themselves, always so fun and so interesting in the and the worlds that that the the that she gets the the uh, uh get goes into because of these different murders and the places it takes her around Melbourne. So for somebody who loves Australia, you know, I'm I love and I don't know a lot about Australia. I know Kylie Minogue, Nicole Kidman, Hugh Jackman, Vegemite, Koalas. <laughs> Uh, and I'm done. Vegemite is actually the star of everything that you. <laughs> oh, 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 yeah. Kangaroos. Okay. And oh, now I'm done. So, yeah. Uh, so, uh, wallabies. Wallabies. Yeah. Matilda. <laughs> if you wallaby my lover. Okay. Anyway, um, oh, so. Gosh. <laughs> But anyway, um, it's it's really fun to see not just like a British kind of murder thing, but actually see an Australian murder thing. Very unusual. So very, very fun. It's a caper. It's an absolute caper. Mm. Madcap oh. even. Oh, and who doesn't love a caper and madcapery? A madcap wow. caper is even better. Oh, All right, wow. <laughs> So what's your number three? Okay, I think you're going to be able to guess this one. I had a free trial of Disney Plus. Uh-oh. And the free trial of Disney Plus was for one reason and one reason only. I didn't give a damn about anything else on there. <laughs> two, in fact, I didn't give two dams about anything else on there. I got this for one reason and one reason only. And I promptly canceled it after that week. <laughs> that was because of The Mandalorian. If you have not seen Disney Plus's The Mandalorian, I don't know what you're doing. First season came out and I was already excited. Uh, by the way, I am not a, st I like Star Wars, but I am more of a Star Trek girl than I am a Star Wars girl. So, you know, things come out, I will watch them, but it's not like, uh, like when they announced, uh, you know, well, when they announced other things coming out, like with Star Trek, I'm like, oh, I got to see that. Not so much with Star Wars, but something about the Mandalorian. I said, all right. And we were reviewing 
um, the Mandalorian. We reviewed it here, didn't we? No, we didn't review it. We talked about it because I think we this talked was on your this it. was on your list of the of the best things of the of the yes year. of the year exactly. So it was on my list of best things for the year. So we briefly discussed it. We talked about the Mandalorian on uh, I'm on another podcast, uh, Sci Fi Saturday. So we talked about that there. Protect Baby Yoda at all costs and he's actually not baby yoda he's the child but everybody's just been calling him baby yoda so baby yoda at all costs protect baby yoda so it's actually known as star wars the mandalorian and it's they 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 theme it as an american space western basically and the mandalorian uh they're basically bounty hunters he's a bounty hunter right so it's set Five years after the events of Return of the Jedi and 25 years prior to The Force Awakens. So if you are a Star Wars person, you could probably place where in time this is taking place. So it follows the title character, the Mandalorian bounty hunter, as I said, Din. I can never say his last name. I think it's um, Dijerin. I can never say his last name. But anyway, Din. And um, his exploits beyond the reaches of what's called the New Republic. It is absolutely just, it's captivating. It, you feel desolate when they're in places by themselves. You feel the anxiousness. You feel, I, I, you just feel all sorts of things. And the crux of the whole thing, I'm telling you, Baby Yoda. This is why my, my you know, rant <laughs> was why the hell didn't Disney Plus get on Baby Yoda merch on time? Just like you're saying with uh, Mooncake and Spinal uh, Space, it makes no sense not to have merch. It, it came after the fact. In fact, people on Etsy and average people came out. Oh, with no, merch they were for ma- Baby yeah, they're making Yoda. Baby Yoda merch. It was amazing. They got caught. Disney got caught with their pants all the way down. I was stunned. All the way down in their mouth open. And I was like, pick up your jaw and pull up your pants and start making stuff. And then when they did come out with merch, malarkey. It was nonsense merch. So, you know, you have tufted, felted wool baby Yodas on Etsy. And here you come with some plastic nonsense. Please get out of here with that. (laughs) (laughs) So, so, uh, definitely I am in love with this series. I'll find another way to um, to see watch season two. the next season of this, to see season two of this. I've already been promised a gift card to do this. So um, I'm anxiously awaiting on that gift card so that I can uh, get season two. So The Mandalorian, if you haven't seen it, see it. Get a free, uh, Disney Plus does a trial. And here's the thing, if you are on... Um, oh, Help me. What is the uh, car- uh, the carrier, the phone carrier? It's not T-Mobile. Or is no. it Sprint? Is it, no. Uh, a Sprint, a T-Mobile Sprint thing is already. It's not AT&T. No, it is. Um, oh, what's the other? Verizon. Verizon. Okay. Yeah. So if you are a Verizon customer, you get a year of Disney Plus included with uh, certain plans. So check your plan and you have a year of, of Disney Plus. There's no reason if you have Verizon that you can't watch The Mandalorian. And for everybody else, you could do a one-week trial of The Mandalorian. I think it needs to be longer because, again, like we were saying, habit. 
I was like, mm, I had no problem cutting off Disney Plus. So I think they need to make it a little longer. 14 days at least. Yeah, seven days is an absolute joke. But I think their fear is that you're going to watch everything that's worth seeing in that seven days and then drop them like a hot rock because that's what I did. Well, I... whose fault is that? What you need to do is then create some good content. That's not my fault you don't have content. Step it up. Yeah, no, the, that literally after you finish uh, The Mandalorian and like me, if you watched uh, uh, Frozen 2 and Toy Story 4 and Avengers Endgame, you could like drop the mic and like, thank you. See, you wouldn't want to be you. And then come when when the new Marvel content comes out and season two of The Mandalorian comes out, then rejoin. Um, but to me, unless you have little kids uh, that want to watch, you know, uh, these movies like six, seven times in a row then there's no reason to keep it uh, after you see the content that you that you show up for because it's, it's not enough to, to me to hold anybody, uh, which is why they, 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 didn't, they don't do the Netflix model with the new content. They dropped it, uh, Mandalorian, once a week until they aired all the episodes. So I wanted to ask you, now, did you see the final episode or did your free membership end? Because you got it while it was actually still on. I, my free membership was like, like a week ago, so I was able to see the whole season. Uh, no, I did see, I did see the end of it Okay, because so yeah, I didn't, right. I didn't get it when it, when the Mandalorian first came out, I waited until there were a few episodes and then I went ahead and, and, and did it. So it didn't end until I think the last week, the final week of that is when I did the trial. So pretty slick. I no, got, that's the way to do it. Yeah. It, yeah so I, I was so, uh, you actually, they, I was the, cause you don't see the man he keeps his helmet on at all costs in front of people. But finally we do get to see him. So there's a payoff. Yes. If you watch all the way to the end. So it is absolutely, uh, you're right. It's a great pick. Um, and it reminded me of the, of uh, Clint Eastwood's, like the, those spaghetti Westerns. Yes. Uh, yes. Where it was, yes. If there's, it, it, it really it give you that real kind of death desolate feel where he's walking around these empty vast landscapes on these on exactly. these planets and it really felt like an old school western and people have always claimed that uh star wars was a western but this truly gives you a western vibe with uh, with all these this guild of bounty hunters and it's kind of like he's a part of this guild of like almost like knights or whatever uh, that have their own code and it just anyway it it really i like you i am all about i am a star trek guy not a Star Wars guy, but I do watch Star Wars. But this really, this to me was one of the best Star Wars things in a while. Absolutely. I 100% agree. They said they did a reassessment of what they needed to do to improve and they delivered. So kudos to you, Mandalorian. And they, they've got a bunch of people, great people on board directing and writing this, including like Rick Famuyi, 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 Hi, Famuyiwa. <laughs> I always mess up his last name. So, wow. Anyway, no, so, absolutely looking forward to season two, and the, and the mystery about what is the deal with Baby Yoda? Like, why is why is everybody trying to get him? Where did he come from? I need yes. more. I need answers. I need answers. I need. I now. need answers. I need to know. Um, you know, we know that he's really not. He's not supposed to be Yoda. He's supposed to be the child. So I'm like, is this a whole race of Yoda-like people? 
Yeah, because there's only know. there's there's been, there's been one other uh like being that was like Yoda, a female version of Yoda that existed some. I can't remember what movie we saw her in, but uh there so there is a they are a race of people, but we haven't seen very few of uh, uh only two now. Baby Yoda is the number three, so I'm looking forward to this the, having the story unfold and getting to know uh uh his backstory uh or his or it its backstory. It's, we're it's backstory. we're assuming it's a dude but anyway. <laughs> Great pick absolutely absolutely so off of my number three pick onto your number three pick said what say you kevin okay because apparently we can't stay out of space taji (laughs) we can't stop being all intergalactic um so (laughs) so my number is this three or number four this is three this is three my number three pick is star trek discovery Oh. Um, uh, from uh, 2017 is when it started. It's still going. Um, it's there are 42 episodes as we speak, and season of uh, uh three uh starts on um in uh on April 18th, 2020, and I can't tell you how much I love season two. Season hmm. one was incredible. Let me give you a little bit of backstory. Uh, a little bit is okay. It says uh 10 years before Kirk. Spock and the Enterprise, the USS Discovery, uh, discovers new worlds and life forms as one Starfleet officer learns to understand all a- uh, all things alien, and that uh, that officer is uh, played by Sonequa Martin Green. You may mm. know her from The Walking Dead. Season one was 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 incredible. It it set up this whole world and um, it it fit between uh, uh, different Star Wars. I mean Star Trek times and people were kind of like, well, I'm not exactly sure. I'm I'm feeling the absolute connection to the original Star Trek. Enter season two with full force and with a vengeance. We get Spock the character because this actress or this character. Um, Michael, she's actually uh, the uh, adopted sister of Spock, Dr. Spock, when he was young. And I'm mm-hmm. like, how are they going to do this? How are they going to make this make sense? People were trying to say, like, no, this is this is blasphemy. Uh, Spock never mentioned having a sister, let alone an African-American a uh, 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 human sister. Nuh-uh, what? Uh-uh, foul. Um, no. Watch all of season Two from start to finish, literally at the end, the last episode of season two, I stood up and did a standing ovation for a TV show. No one was there with me. I was <laughs> like, "Oh my god!" The way they tied it all together and put a bow on it, I was like, "What?" It kept everything canon. It made it all make sense. They did not cheat, in my opinion. It was a sci-fi masterpiece. Love, kudos, all good things, all good things. Loved this. Can't wait for season three. Um, looking forward to it. Anyway, I don't know how they can. I don't know how they're gonna outdo season two because season two was absolutely everything. But um, I'm coming back for more. So you people are lucky enough. To have not one but two incredible seasons of of uh, of Trek ahead of you, 
They showed us so many firsts. This is the first Trek show that the focus isn't on the captain. Focus is on another on, on another officer on the ship. Uh, we get our very first Star Trek uh, out gay characters on a show. Just absolutely incredible. Woman of color leading it. Multiple women of color doing the thing. Incredible action. There's going to be a spinoff. Captain Pike, those of you who are true, deep Star Trek people, remember Captain Pike from the original Star Trek series. He was the first captain before even Captain Kirk. Captain Captain Pike is revisited. Just took my breath away. I can't say enough good things about it without spoiling stuff. So I'm going to stop now, but I'm going to tell you, you will be satisfied. Well, I have this whole free trial thing of the of that CBS All Access, so I'm actually because of Picard. So I actually now am going to be able to watch all of the the first two seasons of Discovery. So. Oh my God! You know what, Tachi, you are in for it. I can't wait to hear what you think. You know what? This may not be Sparta, but are you not entertained? <laughs> <laughs> That's how good this show is. Oh, I I'm entertained by you. <laughs> <laughs> all right tachi so what's your number two pick wow we we are we're going through these we're things. burning through it so in the strain of star trek and cbs all access my number two pick of bingeable things or shows to stream while under quarantine <laughs> part two star trek picard <gasps> i as I said, did the free trial of CBS All Access because of Picard, and I was not disappointed. I loved uh, Star Trek The Next Generation, okay? I think that is my favorite iteration beyond the original Star Trek. Star Trek I like Deep Space Nine, but I was really, really a fan of Star Trek The Next Generation, and Captain Jean-Luc Picard was at the helm of the Enterprise at that time. And I was like, back then, I'm like, he needs his own something, his own story. He's the captain, but he needs something of his own. And they have delivered, ladies and gentlemen, with Picard. Let me tell you a little bit about it. So um, we talked about this, because we, we did a review. Yeah, we watched the f- the first one. We talked about the very right. first we episode. Right, we talked about the, the first episode. So we, we did a review of the pilot episode. And, I mean, we both agreed to the, the sanctity of this this project. It is absolutely wonderful. It is on CBS All Access. Um, and it's actually the eighth in the series in the Star Trek, Star Trek franchise. And... Um, they were, it was launched this year as part of the expansion of the franchise. And guess who executive produces it? Who? Patrick Stewart, who, who plays Picard. He is actually one of the EPs of, of the series, and he's reprising his role, as I said, from Star Trek The Next Generation. It is, it just goes through so much so we see him in the as we talked about before in the opening he is now back on earth in his uh on his vineyard 
in France, the south of France somewhere. Maybe not the south because it's too hot for vineyards there. But anyway, he's in France and he is uh, just, you know, minding his business. It seems like he's retired. But did he really retire or was he forced out? So we start to see all of these things unfold. And then there is a new mission. So what I love is that a new mission means what? new crew so it's like he's not <laughs> retired he's there's another adventure to be had i you, you should have seen me when when they formed the crew i was like clapping i was like yes this means they're back again and so i got to watch the entire season and i, I was just blown away now i will say this obviously the uh, mandalorian has a larger budget <laughs> than picard does uh picard seemed more show like than it did movie like which is which is fine um the mandalorian seemed like an extended movie uh but obviously there was more money there to to produce this but i still was not disappointed i i was so g glad to see some of the old crew come back. I, I mean i just loved it it was like a reunion i I can't say enough good things about it, and I cannot wait for season two of Picard. So that's okay. mine. Go ahead. No, I have a question. Now, mm -hmm. so um, I have only watched the first episode of Picard. I haven't watched uh, uh, the rest. But now that I have CBS All Access again, I'm going to be checking it out. Absolutely. But I have a question. I thought, mm -hmm. did have you seen, have, have they dropped all of season one of Picard? Or did they do it? Because CBS, is, they're super evil. They would call themselves crafty with doing this thing where they released half of the season. And then there's a break where they a couple of months and then they give you like season one uh, B or season uh, one, two. No, they didn't do that. So remember it premiered on January 23rd. So they have 10 episodes and all 10 episodes are there. And it, I think the last one was March 26th. So everything is there. That's okay, how I was wow. able to see all the entire right. season. Well Okay, I am super psyched. So I will be watching episodes nine through ten. I mean, uh, yeah, mm -hmm. nine through ten because I've, I mean, uh, you know, of uh, two through uh, uh, ten because I've 10. seen episode one and can't wait. Super, oh my god! I'm you so will not be disappointed. This is if you have to be under quarantine, be under quarantine with Picard. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, you know what, Tachi? I'm gonna make it so. Make it so. Make it work. <laughs> Maybe he could drop off some hand sanitizer for you. Too. <laughs> you know, beam me some hand sanitizer, Tachi. Stat. <laughs> <laughs> so that my, is my ta pick. Tachi, my, my, replica my, my replicator is down. So I need you to beam me some hand sanitizer. <laughs> yeah, I'll work on that. <laughs> so that is my uh, number three pick. The man, sorry, my number two pick, Picard. So I want to know your number two pick. Kevin. All right, because I can't get enough laughter right now, I got to give you one of my all-time faves. And again, uh, I, um, I, one of the things is for me, I'm not a person who normally watches things multiple times. If I, I watch it once and I enjoy it very much, I normally don't revisit things. Or if I revisit it, I'm revi revisiting it many years later. Happy Endings was a show on ABC that ran from 2011 through 2013. There are 57 comedy gold episodes. Uh, there should be more, but that's all there is. Uh, but uh, I savor each and every one of them. Uh, so, tell you a little, little bit about the show. Um, uh, this uh, Chicago set sitcom uh, follows uh, the entwined lives of six young uh, uh, 
urbanites uh, trying to learn the ropes of adulthood. I guess they were, they were adulting back when, before adulting was cool. Um, <laughs> anyway, it's not cool now. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so um, the uh, the show is so funny. It's this is the show that people that think that Friends is really funny. This is the this is that show. Um, you know, I, I I watched Friends and but Friends was not what this show was. So much funnier than Friends. I very rarely laughed out loud watching Friends. I laughed out loud. The dynamics and the relationships of these people feel so genuine and um uh we have a show coming up where we're going to be talking about uh characters that we would least want to be quarantined with i would love to be quarantined with these group of friends they were so much fun and uh the relationships seemed just so genuine the show um had heartfelt moments but the show was wacky and sometimes surreal but it always worked. The different, the changes in moods, uh, the the friendship, the chemistry between these actors was on point. And one of the uh, people, a couple people in the cast, there uh, was uh, 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 Damon Wayne's Jr. Uh, played Brad Williams. There was uh, SNL alum Casey Wilson played Penny Hearts. I gotta say something about this character and this actress. She was an SNL alum because she was only on there for one season. Lauren Michaels made one of the stupidest, dumbest, ball-dropping moves ever. Letting her go, firing her after one season, just so short-sighted. Did not understand the, 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 the gift that he had in his hands. The comedy gem that she was. So funny, so smart. The chemistry, the dynamic. Also, um, there was a character played by Adam uh, 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 Pally, um, uh, P-A-L-L-Y, Polly Pally. I'm not sure how to pronounce it. Anyway, he played Max Bloom, uh, a gay character not written like any other gay character on TV, written like an actual person. Not like, not just some, uh, every every cliche and every stereotype that a writer's ever heard of putting it into a character. This character basically spit in the face of every conventional kind of gay cliche that there was and like, and danced on its grave. He was so much fun. The show was so funny. I, I, I keep hoping, like most fans, hoping against hope that it'll come, uh, so many things get, re- get, get uh, happen again and get uh, resurrected, rebooted. Somebody resurrect, reboot, um, get to Frankenstein's, uh, uh, Doctor Frankenstein's, uh, 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 castle, and hook this up. Get the wait for the lightning and bring it back. Bring it back. But until then, go to Hulu and watch all fifty-seven episodes and watch it on repeat, and you're gonna be happy you did. So funny, so fun, so mm. smart, so funny. So far, so fun, so smart, so says Kevin. All right. <laughs> so says me. <laughs> All right, so Tachi, what is your number one pick? Oh, we're down to number one already. Okay, this is a Netflix pick. Uh, so you could definitely Netflix and chill to this one. It is, and you know how I am not a fan of teen dramas or teen comedy or teen anything because they're too angsty and stupid most of the time. But this is an exception. Oh my God, Riverdale! Woo! You can't see my face, but you can hear hear my face. Hell no, it's not Riverdale. 
<laughs> Go ahead. My number one pick is On My Block. I love this show. It is a teen comedy slash drama series, and it is, it's 10 episodes on Netflix. It was first released in March of 2018. They are now in season three. It actually focuses on a rough inner city LA neighborhood, and there are four teens that come together and support each other, and they're forming like lifelong friendships. It is so... The thing that's cool about this is, you know, there, there's so many teens who grow up in rough neighborhoods, but it's not just about the roughness of the neighborhood. You still have fun. You still laugh. You still do those types of things. You know what I mean? So it, yeah. it doesn't focus on the drama and gangs and stuff there. there it's in there. It's in there and it exists because that's part of their world. But it, it is so, each character is so multi-layered. I absolutely love this. And of course, there's this whole thing of them exploring, you know, when it starts there, this is the summer before they go to high school. So they're like all freshmen, right? But, and so they're trying to navigate this whole world of, all right, we're now becoming high schoolers. We're getting interested in each other. There's a whole thing of, you know, about sex in there and, and all of that, but it doesn't knock you over the head with sex like kids does. You know what I mean? Like a show like kids, this is like, all right, that's normal part of development. This is what they're going through. And so I've there's a, you, you like capers. There's a caper here. So you've got, uh, a, a Hardy boy slash Nancy drew meets, uh, you know, a teen drama, like, a um, uh, uh, Oh, what, uh, kids of the grassy street or grassy high. You, you've got all that kind of stuff. And it's just really wonderful. And I love the fact that the entire cast, they are people of color, and it's it's just wonderful. It's something that we needed to see because to me, it um, when you have okay, it's a whole bunch of people that live in Beverly Hills and they have problems. Mm, hashtag first world problems. I don't really feel sorry for you when you come out of that kind of situation and there's not a whole a lot else wrong. This is your perceived which and if it's perceived by you, it is real, arguably. But to me as an outsider, I don't see that as a problem. But these are kids that you know, have very real issues, you know, monetary issues. Although um, they all seem to come from like solid family structures with the, the exception of one who's like really intelligent and super smart, but is raised by his brother. His brother gets out of jail because he's a gang member and there's problems there. So, you know, it's, it's really interesting. Uh, this is definitely, if you have not seen On My Block, this is the time to watch it. So On My Block is my number one. Wow, what an interesting pick. I have heard about that show, but I have never watched it. But one of the things you said that made me really want to add it to my queue and check it out was the idea that in the world that they're in, that there is still joy and there is still beauty. Even, uh, you know, living with, with dealing with the violence in the gangs, there's still these kids are growing up and they're still laughing and they're still, you know, trying to thrive. Some of them don't, but some of but but many of them do. Mm -hmm. And um, it reminded me of like one of the things that I loved about early Spike Lee stuff was the fact that Spike Lee like showed that there was beauty in neighborhoods that people never dreamed that there was beauty, mm -hmm. beautiful people and, and beautiful scenes to look at i just think of like uh, i saw do the right thing again recently and just was struck by just visually how beautiful that film was 
and how Absolutely. beautiful and the love that he you can tell when when people love the characters the, that 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 they're the director loves the characters that and and the 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 the, the way they're lit there's love there's care and a lot of times sadly when it's something that that was an inner city or mostly people of color the people that were behind that didn't have love or appreciation or didn't mm-hmm. know those people mm-hmm. didn't know those neighborhoods didn't know those relationships and um, when you see something when you see people look at a group of people or our world with love uh and familiarity um for the first time it's jarring when you you realize you realize something's been missing in everything you've seen before, and so that's the feeling I remember having when I first saw some of Spike Lee's early stuff. It's just like, wow, someone who's basically seeing, you know, you in a, a way that you've never been seen before depicted, right. you know, in art, and so that was amazing. And so you hearing your description of of on my block gave me those feels and makes me want to go check it out. Absolutely, definitely check it out. I mean, if nothing else run don't walk and open your nearest netflix queue and check out on my block wow great pick i'm so excited thank you for sharing that one absolutely see that was nice see that's all you have to do kevin that was nice (laughs) anyway because i'm normally so mean to you what are you talking about you don't have to crush my dream there was a nice we could you know you don't have to add hand sanitizer or any of those things (laughs) So that was nice. Thank you. So, oh my God. And I can hear, and what's even worse, I can actually hear you open up your hand sanitizer as we speak. That's really mean, Tachi. Yep. Well, that, that's <laughs> it. <laughs> anyway, let's go on to Kevin's number one pick. Kevin, what is your number one? Okay. I had so many potential other shows that could have been my number one pick. I wanted mm-hmm. to maybe pick surprise, you, surprise you guys with something completely new and different, but honestly... This is a time when I need comfort food. I need mm. I need a warm embrace. And nothing embraces me. Nothing is more comforting than the opening music. I absolutely get the feels when the music for this show starts and we see that uh that uh that uh golden retriever walking. We see that golden retriever's butt for some reason in the opening of that show. And that show is Downton Abbey. Oh. I had to, and because um, recently I actually, and unlike, I'm not quite as bad as Tachi. I will pay for some things on occasion, but I normally <laughs> don't do pay per view when it comes to movies. And I missed this movie when it was in theaters, the Downton Abbey movie. But I ended up, a friend twisted my arm and I ended up renting it and uh, watching it on demand. Oh, and when that theme started up, just, oh, my God, that feeling. There was a Downton Abbey. If you're a true lover of Downton Abbey, you got that. There was a feeling you would get at the beginning, that first episode of the season, um, that that theme. I'm, I'm not going to hum it, but it was amazing, the, the, that theme. And instantly, it would wash over you, and you would just be... Uh, you know, transported into this world. And um, the I recommend now, if, if you're, I don't know who you are who haven't seen it, but if you haven't seen it, again, you're insanely lucky. You can start the whole thing from the beginning, watch all of the series, the five seasons from uh, 2010 to 2015. There are 52 episodes. And then you can watch the Downton Abbey movie uh, right afterwards absolutely love this uh uh show nothing we needs to hear about it. i'll give you uh, give you the little synopsis according to imdb uh a chronicle of 
of the lives of a British uh, of the British aristocrat uh, aristocratic Crawley family and their servants in the early 20th century. So it's an upstairs downstairs thing. Early 20s. The uh, the pilot episode takes place. Uh, the the uh, uh, takes place at the exact same time as the Titanic uh, sinks. And that basically mm-hmm. sets the core, uh, sets the the events in motion that affect the Crawley family. The show is just so beautiful. Uh, it's one of the most beautiful shows I've ever seen. The world is so well thought out, and it's an ecosystem of these very insanely rich people and poor people, and they kind of all meet each other to exist. And it's interesting to see the interplay between the upstairs and the downstairs and how their lives intersect and, and, and then where the lines are very strictly drawn, where they don't cross paths. Beautiful um, and the rewatchability again, I'm not a rewatcher, but this is a show that if you've watched it before, it is so fun to just sit back and revisit it. And it's available, I believe on Amazon prime It's available on, on, on PBS on demand. So beautiful. It's, 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 it's a, it's a, it's the, the kindness, the beauty, there is drama, but the drama isn't like we need more. I think right now I need I need gentleness in the world because the real world is so harsh and so rough right now. And the gentleness of the way the storytelling of this particular show. And honestly, there are there are rough patches in this show. There's no denying it. And there are there. Well, the good thing about it, there are diseases in that world. But no, d- those diseases can't hurt us now. <laughs> those, <laughs> right. Whatever anybody gets in that, uh, 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 you know, whatever hooping off they have them we have we have something for it now and of course one day when people are watching a down in 2020 they'll be all like oh thank god we don't have to deal with any kind of any kind of any kind of covids we're we're safe now so but anyway but this this show is an absolute gem and it's something that's so worth rewatching. i wanted to dazzle you guys with something completely different but i just couldn't i need this show right now it is such a joy and i just feel like for those of us who need some kind of like you know you know, a uh, telephonic hug. Downton Abbey is that. Telephonic hug. I love that description. So, yeah, no, I agree. That is a, a really excellent pick. Downton Abbey, it just gives you that feel. Like you said, you are wrapped in warmth, and there's the big open expanses, the green rolling lawns, the, the relationships between uh, the family. I think it is really very interesting. And that is a great pick. What, you know, what more comfort duty, like you said, diseases you can't get anymore. That's comforting <laughs> enough. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't even, Tasha, they didn't even have hand sanitizer back then. And they lived just fine. They barely washed. So, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> wow, Tachi. I can't believe we were, we've come to the end of our two-part shows to stream while under quarantine special. Eshel, Eshel. <laughs> absolutely. And it was a lot of fun. This was super fun. Oh my God, Tasha, you've given me so many great picks. I'm going to be adding to my cues. I thank you so much. I can't wait. You know what? I just, the feels for my TV twin. You managed to be my TV twin and still keep surprising me. I absolutely love it. And I am so glad to have you in my life during these trying times. I think all of our listeners are happy to have you right about now. 
Oh, well, thank you. And I'm happy to have you. And you know what song is playing in my head now? The theme from Golden Girls. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for being a co-host. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Absolutely. Wow, Tachi. Okay, before we get any more feels, let's tell people how they can listen to our show other than how they're listening right now. Oh, gosh. So many ways. I don't, you know, if if you can't remember any of these ways, I'll refer you to our website. But you can first listen to us on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio. Or you can also tune in to WJMSRadio.com on Tuesdays and Fridays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific live, and you can experience this show live. Did I tell you the show was going to be live? And the show is really live, so you can listen oh, it's that touchy. way. It's all the way live. Live. It's all the way live, exactly. <laughs> or you can just go ahead, if you don't remember any of that, go ahead to our website, tvchanneling.com, and listen to episode. Click on episodes, and you can listen right there to all the latest episodes. But you know what? If you want to be reminded when the new episodes drop, go ahead and subscribe. Subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform, and they will let you know as soon as a new episode drops, so you don't have to guess. We've taken the guesswork out of it for you. And while you're there, we would really love if you left a really nice review for us, because we do this for you, ladies and gentlemen. Leave a review. Oh my God, we give, and we give, and we give some more. <laughs> I have nothing to say about that one, except Kevin, if people want us to give more and they want to tell us they want to give more, how can they reach us on social? All right. We're everywhere on social. We're on Facebook. We are on Instagram and we are on Twitter and we are at uh, TV channeling. <laughs> I want to say something else. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, I know that's something else. <laughs> we are at TV channeling everywhere and we would love to hear from you so if there's a show you'd like us to review or if there's something going on in pop culture or entertainment world that you'd like to hear our take on let us know and like tachi uh uh said when you when you go to those uh streaming plat i'm streaming when you go to those uh podcast platforms leave us a review uh we would love to hear people uh let people know how you feel about our show and we we sure you feel you feel good things and you have good things to say because of a these are trying times so you don't want to hit us with a bad review now like I, my heart couldn't take it. But plus, you listen all the way to the end, so you must like us kind of. Wow. I like the threatening <laughs> nature of that uh, request, <laughs> Kevin. Thank you so much. <laughs> and with that, if I don't tell you I appreciate you enough, co-host, I absolutely appreciate you. Thank you for rocking on this journey into TV, film, and reviews, and pop culture, and all entertainment with me. So thank you. All right. Okay, I guess you didn't appreciate it as much. Anyway, oh, oh, thank oh, you. Absolutely. So- <laughs> ah, too damn late now. The last time you get any accolades from me, so I'll send it to you guys out there. Thank you for rocking with us. We really appreciate you listening. It's because of you we do this. And so what we're going to do is go ahead and sign off the way we always do. Bye from Tachi. <laughs> And goodbye from Kevin. And remember, if you're watching it, even from six feet away, we're still talking about it. With hand sanitizer, which Kevin doesn't have. Cheers! (laughs) Bye.